All right, ladies and gentlemen, settle in for drinks with the band with your host, Chris Denman. Take it away, Chris. We got to work on that open. We really do. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Chris Denman. It's drinks with the band tonight. We've got Hayes Carl, Texas. Very, very, very Texas through and through. Singer, songwriter, musician, all around good guy. Excited to talk to Hayes. Each week we do this. We've got a great lineup of guests all summer into September scheduled. We want to thank our friends at the Cranesburg Arts Foundation, our friends over at the Cortex here in St. Louis, Snappy Bigman Coffee, all of our supporters, and of course, Jack Daniels. We've got a featured drink, and the only person in the world I would make that featured drink with is Eric E.T. Tikoski. What's up, E.T.? Good to see hey, you, man. How are you? Yeah, Episode you two. Last week was a blast. Erica Winstrom from Heartless Bastards killed it. We got Hayes Carl tonight, and uh, we've got a tasty drink lined up as well. How's your week been, sir? Uh, so far, so good, man. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah I'm I into that. Complain. The highlight of your week starts now, so that's what we're... Uh, it does. I mean, that's... it's it's shower day. It's put on real clothes day. It's okay. drinks with the band day. It's all on Wednesday. It all comes in. Uh, if you're just joining, maybe you're new to the show, maybe you're a Hayes Carl fan, maybe you just heard about it online. My name's Chris Denman. I host a show called We Are Live. This is We Are Live's Drinks with the Band. Jack Daniels makes that happen. And E.T. is the U.S. ambassador for Jack Daniels. Tonight, can we give people a little, uh, a little, I guess, shout out to what we'll be making in a little bit? What do we have on, uh, on the menu? Yeah, you know, there's a very simple drink that's, you know, was really popular, kind of faded, and now it's back with, with uh, a vengeance called a highball. And it literally couldn't be simpler. It's a base spirit and some type of soda. Um, think about, you know, uh, whiskey, ginger, Jack and Coke, scotch and soda, any of these kind of things are a highball. So today we're going to do a, a little twist on that with our Jack Apple and super simple, refreshing summertime drinker. It's going to be great. Well, I'm excited. Check this out. Shout out to uh, our guy, Julian. I am prepared, sir. I'm ready. At Nice. <laughs> That's a good fit, right? That fits right there. It's ready to go. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So we'll make a cocktail here in a bit. I am curious. Uh, last week, um, you really set a tone for drinks with the band. The prize you gave away, it was a custom Jack Daniels cutting board and muddler. Yes. <laughs> and, and a hat. <laughs> so who's getting uh, stock options in Brown Foreman today? Like, what do you... How do you up your? Do you understand we have sixteen of these things? Like this? I know I might have I might have opened big, but I, I think at least for week two, um, I'm not having a sophomore slump. I, I think we're going to be okay this week. Okay. Um, whoever wins our, our our contest later, first off, will get themselves a Jack Daniels music themed T-shirt with a guitar pick. Hello, look at that. That's beautiful. Now, We've brought this up a few times that Frank Sinatra drank Jack Daniels. Um, you know, he he liked it so much that when he was laid to rest, he was buried with a bottle of Jack Daniels. And the the prize today is something from kind of like from Frank's collection. The uh, did I lose you, by the way? No, I'm just in awe. Oh, I'm just I'm just gotcha, sitting gotcha. here. I'm being a good oh, audience. Gotcha. Hang on, wait. All right, very good. Um, so. You know, Sinatra loved Jack, and someone in his family was going through all the stuff and found uh, Frank's flask that he had custom made. And on the outside of the flask is a leather case that has his initials FSA, Francis Albert Sinatra. And on the flask itself is engraved Old Jack that he put on there. And it's got four stainless steel um, little shot glasses to go along with it. And they brought it to us and said, hey, do you have any interest in this? And the the people on, you know, that do Jack Daniels Sinatra select, like, yeah, we have interest. And they had a few of them reproduced. And I have one here tonight. Get out of here. So, this is what you're awesome. going to give away. So to the yeah. people to the people in the comments, I totally understand if you're tuning in for Hayes Carl. Hayes will join us. So the way this works is we talk a little uh, history, we talk a little story, we make a cocktail, and then we settle in for uh, great musical artists like Hayes Carl. And don't forget... Next week, we've got uh, Womack from Future Birds joining us. Great, great, great singer, great dude. But tonight, it's Hayes Carl. So if you're joining because of Hayes Carl, pay attention. You can win some cool Jack Daniels stuff. And actually, we're going to give away two prizes. We also give away probably a T-shirt from uh, Hayes' merch store. So pay attention. We just announced a 
killer Jack Daniels prize. How do you want to give us away this week? We did, uh, it was your first concert in the comments last week. We had some good ones too. And yeah. Erica Winterstrom from Heartless Bastard elicited those because she had some great fans. What do you want to do tonight? Uh, you know, look, I say we stick with the music theme. You know, how about whether it was a album, CD, or tape, you know, the first thing that you bought for your own music collection that wasn't borrowed from a brother, sister, parent, like you actually spent your allowance on right. whatever I, that first album this, was. This could be interesting, too. And you could give us the age you were when you did it. I mean, we could probably <laughs> do the math. I think my, I think I said last week mine was uh, Green Day Dookie. That was the first compact disc that was mine. But I right. had all kinds of tapes growing up, and I think about this too. I remember the first time I accidentally bought a, a single tape, like we just had two songs, and I was so confused right. at why it was so cheap. But I was like, "Hey, a deal's a deal, right?" <laughs> that, that was <laughs> oh, just was, that's funny. It was one song, <laughs> you know. And I'm like Amazing. seven or eight, you know, probably using right. my uh, whatever chore money. And you know what that tape was? <laughs> Bastardized by Rascal oh. Flatts. <laughs> Twenty years later, <laughs> Tom Cochran. I would never guess that. <laughs> Wasn't I a weird seven-year-old or eight-year-old, whatever I was? Was that a little bluesy for a, a child? No, man. Life I mean, is a highway. I guess it, yeah. The uh, now, fun fact: uh, Tom Cochran, he's Canadian, right? You know, I'm not sure. I, I don't. I'm not exactly sure. I, I typically am known as a Tom Cochran uh, enthusiast and historian, but tonight so, I'm failing. Right, well, I'll know this if you tell me. So, Life is a Highway. What was his other? like song his other really big hit i don't know if he had one he did he did he did uh, <laughs> um, uh producer matt can probably look it up if we have uh if we have tom cochran's greatest hits how big of an album would that be would it have just fit on that two song single tape it is i know he had one more it, life is a highway and there's one other one um but anyway if if it's a song if it's if tom cochran is canadian and he's a guy i'm thinking of a fun tom cochran story that has nothing to do with me but a good friend of mine um, but if it's not him, this story is really not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do something blatantly. It's like they wore denim jackets and had and split a, a thing of poutine together. We'll just assume yes. he's Canadian. Like that's, let's just yes. do that. Let's throw them under the Canadian bus. Yeah. Uh, did we see if we if he has another hit besides Life Is a Highway? He has so many hits. Oh, hang on a second. Is he Canadian? Uh, that's what I'm looking for to find out. I was trying to find a Canadian musician best for known for rock band Red Rider. He was also yes. a singer-songwriter. He has won eight Juno Awards. I was going to ask. I <laughs> thought he was a 10-time winner, but he's an well, eight. Okay. Very important. Very right. important. Uh, let's close. see. Still got time. I'm trying to find his list of biggest hits. I, I was obviously looking for his uh, Wikipedia stuff just to make sure he was from Canada, like you were talking about. Well, I, I am curious, too. Like, I, How many Tom Cochran tattoos do you have, E.T.? Like, It seems like you're really into Tom Cochran. I didn't know I was going to strike such a positive nerve this evening. No, you, you, well, it's, it's so very good friend of mine who was actually working with me the night I met my wife, Dalton Grant, is a singer songwriter. Shout out to Dalton. And Dalton Grant, yes. Um, and he co wrote a song called Smile with Tom Cochran. Why is this happening? This is amazing. <laughs> That's so great. He's, I believe that this part I'm, I, I'm guesstimating. I think Tom Cochran's wife is his manager, and she also managed one of Dalton's friends. And he heard the song, and it needed a little work, and whatever. Somehow Tom got involved, and they co-wrote the song "Smile" together. Shout out to Dalton. I didn't know we were going to dive yeah, in. I thought it was going to be all Hayes. He Carl. really deserves no shout-outs, but we'll give him one. <laughs> he gets one, nonetheless. Uh, yeah, we'll pay that way. off. We'll we'll have to check out uh, his top two hits. Uh, here in a bit, I'm guessing uh, that hasn't come up yet. So quickly, <laughs> uh, we are going to have Hayes Carl on. We do Lunatic two... Fringe is the song I'm thinking of. Is that Lunatic Tom Cochran? Fringe. We're checking. Dial-up internet here in St. Louis, Missouri at uh, yeah. Midcoast Media. But we're making it that is, happen. It is. It is. There is uh, multiple versions of Lunatic Fringe, and I had to make sure it was his. But, yes, he wrote it. <laughs> Isn't that fun? You're like, <laughs> you find out so much. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys on SoundCloud who covered it. We, we yeah. don't know. Wait, Snoopy wrote this, I thought. <laughs> exactly. Um, we've got a cocktail to make. We've got Hayes Carl to get to. I just want to remind everybody uh, – this is every single week we do this on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time. So shout out to you all uh, watching on YouTube as well. Leave us a comment. Let us know how things are going. Let us know that uh, E.T. looks younger than me. That's, that's something I lament each show. 
He comes in, <laughs> he looks great, and he's ready to party. Uh, so we're going to give away some Jack Daniels gear. We do that each week, and then also uh, a Hayes Carl giveaway as well. I'll tell you how you can do that in just a minute. If you get a chance, you can make these drinks along with us at home. At We Are Live Radio is our Instagram. We post the, uh, the recipe. So this week, the base is uh, Jack Daniels, Tennessee Apple. We'll have a refreshing uh, beverage here in just a bit. What, uh, so what's your answer to your prize uh, question? What was the first uh, album you had? Album, album. So, you know, I, my wife asked me that the other day, and I, it's a toss-up. Either it was either Grease or the Rocky soundtrack. Um, Gosh, you are Grease could have been my sister's. Um, <laughs> and they, I think they're the same year, so it's, it's, you can't really go by. I think they're both 78. So. That's pretty cool, though. Right, that they both came out that year. That those were your, the, like, <laughs> trust me, trust me. As someone who got a Walkman and a Vanilla Ice tape in second grade, like it could be worse. Like you can have worse yeah. things than two yeah. iconic uh, soundtracks like that. No, it was um, Greece was a double album, so there's a bonus of having two albums in one. And then Rocket, you know, as soon as you hear those horns from the theme song, you know, you can do whatever you want in the world. You can climb Mount Everest in like 18 minutes. That's, you know, the guy jogs from Philadelphia in like two minutes in that montage from like South Philly to Fishtown. <laughs> it's so, beautiful. Are, Was yeah. that something like, you know how we all, wherever we grow up, uh, right. if you're from St. Louis, like the arch, you go once when you're in like first grade and then it's like, okay, the arch from there on. If it, it, no matter where you're at, is is yes. Philadelphia like that? <laughs> yeah, like the steps, like you do the Rocky steps once, if ever. But everyone that comes to visit Philly has to do the Rocky steps. Sure. You know, you just you have to. Um, and it, it's cool. I mean, it's an art museum, so you should also go to the art museum. But you know, it's kind of <laughs> like there's. It's a bridge too far for yeah, many people. I'll just go up Philly. and down the steps. And I'm good. Right. You know, I was there. Um, I said the art museum. I didn't see anything, but I was there. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, the, uh, everyone does the Rocky steps. Everyone has a cheesesteak. There's those things that you have to do when you visit certain cities. Do you, what do you tell people, uh, when they come visit you in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, basically your second home at this point, right? You've been there for yeah. a, a decent amount of time. What's, uh, do you have a, the cool version of, uh, when you visit LA, like, is it go see this music venue or this bar? Does it kind of like you being the U.S. ambassador for Jack Daniels? That's your that's kind of your life. Yes, it is, and it really depends on the people, you know, and and if they're with their kids or not with their kids, it really shapes their trip. Um, But some things, if you've never been to California, especially L.A., you know, the difference is L.A. is so spread out. So like Philly is a walking city, New York's a walking city, Chicago's a walking city. So L.A. you're really committing, right? If you want to go to Malibu and you're in Hollywood, that's a, you know. That's a commitment. It's at least an hour to get uh, into if deep Malibu. If it's nine o'clock and you're near USC and you need to go to the comedy store, which is four miles away, settle in for a seventy-minute yes. drive yeah, across. Uber ride, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah absurd. So that that's another thing you could really. It shows you how good of a friend you are is how you plan their day, right? If you take them <laughs> down, you know, downtown, right. then Malibu, then Hollywood, they're gonna hate you. Um, yeah try to like give people areas like hey if you're into this let me shape a day here i did that for a friend recently him and his family i said if you're going to be on the west side do these things if you're going to be downtown do these things or else you're a really bad friend if you guys are into la pizza california pizza kitchen (laughs) yes it's Uh, it's amazing um it's it's the best but by the way when 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 i first moved here there was like two of them and that was where everybody went and you know it's kind of like they're they're a victim of their own success right so yeah you you know because that that that, uh thai chicken pizza i will steal the hell out of that any anytime you put one in front of me oh my gosh uh we will be uh we'll be having hayes carl on in just a moment i wanted to get a few of these albums uh, that we had mentioned. So drop us the first album that you uh, that was yours. Uh, mine was Green Day, Dookie. We have uh, E.T. Uh, was either the Rocky soundtrack or the Grease soundtrack. Uh, Matt's got some comments that we'll show real quick, and we'll check these out to see uh, early front runners for that Jack Daniels prize pack. What do we so have so far? Early front comments? runners in the comments section thus far. Mary Claire Randall, 
Prochelo, Three Dog Night in eighth grade. Nice. Sarah nice. Royer got the Walking in Memphis album. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Charles Renegar was Metallica, Ride the Lightning. All right, Charles. I'm going to need verification from an older brother or something. <laughs> that wasn't his. That's a pretty cool album right. for your first album. Stacy Womack yeah. is in there for uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Solid first album. Same thing. Yeah. It's a little too cool if you're like six or seven, but I'll, I'll buy it. Well, okay. Julie Kessner Blasdale says, Jesus was a Capricorn by Chris Christopherson at age 10. Dang. Wow, that, that might. That's a wise that 10 might year old. take it. <laughs> see where uh, ET's at. A close second for me out of this list so far. Marcia Woods was 12 years old and got Jim Croce's You Don't Mess Around with Jim, which I, as a child, was a big fan of that song. Very nice. So, yeah, there's keep... some, there's, look, they sound suspect, some of those albums. Some of them sound yeah. like 15th or 16th album, like after you went through your child phase. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. Yeah, like there's got to be a few hey, Mickey Mouse Club things in there or right. those type of things, which like Sesame like, Street Live. Yeah, like my buddy Cook, I don't. He said he was coming on this. I don't know if he's listening, but his first album was Purple People Eater. Um, I don't remember what band that was, but he said one of his little like play school like record players, plastic yes. ones, and that he would just play that all day long. Yeah, maybe we'll have a special reward uh, for somebody that's honest. <laughs> with us. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, we've got Hayes Carl coming up. I am uh, I'm thirsty, and it's summertime uh, again. It let's let's uh, do we have that uh, graphic? We can kind of show people how you make this. We'll uh, we'll get our our Jack Apple Fizz, the highball, two ounces of Jack Apple, uh, third ounce of fresh lemon juice, soda water, over ice garnish, lemon wedge, or wheel. So again. You can uh, check this out. Make these. Yeah, and there's no, you know, there's no real measuring needed for this one. Um, so when we talk about that lemon juice, I'm just going to take a nice lemon wedge, and squeeze it in my glass, and we'll just call that a third of an ounce of lemon juice. See, this is that's the Chris Denman method. Like that's yeah. about right. I learned right? that last week, so I figured I'm not going to complicate <laughs> this. He's not going to measure anyway, so. Check What's it the out. Point of that? Got the fresh lemon. Yeah, and then this we'll, happen. we'll do a little Jack Daniels. And shout Tennessee out to Apple. our friend uh, at Barkeep. This is their uh, Barkeep STL STL Barkeep. They've uh, they've blessed us with a cocktail glass here, and you can get your oh, the uh, cruise fancy now. Yeah, right. Check me out. All right, so I'm gonna break the rules. I'm gonna go two lemon wedges because I think it'll be uh, that much more refreshing. How do you feel about that? Hey, hey, there you go. Okay, so I'm living. All right, then Next. we'll do a little Jack Apple. Okay, check me out. Thank you, Julian. May or may not be uh, more than recommended. I don't know. You guys didn't see it. It's my secret. <laughs> All right. Yes, we got got our apple. Did you pour your apple? Mm, got the apple in. All right, ice it up. Check this out. Oh man, my cubes were great. I got them ready right before the show. By the way, you uh, your glass is a real teachable moment right now. Please. Um, as pretty as that glass is, I wouldn't really call that a highball glass. Um, however, it does bring up a very interesting point that this drink and any drink, no matter what glass it's in, is going to taste the same. <laughs> true. It is true. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and mark that off. That'll be our clip <laughs> with Chris at ET. It'll be featured on our social media at We Are Live Radio. Check yes. that out across all social media. So, okay. So I've got the ice in. I've got a, a right. ready and willing club soda, too. Yeah, so here we go. We're just going to uh, glug, glug, glug it. Done and done. And then, you know, you already put two lemons in. You might not want to garnish and add more citrus. You might want to. Um... I'll put a little lemon lemon wheel in here. Cheers to you. Look at that. Cheers to you. E.T. Every week right here. Drinks with the band. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting outside. I'm cranking a Hayes Carl album, and I'm, uh, I'm enjoying myself. Great choice on the drink this week, E.T. Yeah, I figured keep it simple, right? What's, there's no point to overcomplicate these things. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, we'll have Hayes on in just a moment. I do want to encourage people, if you want to show them the, uh, the prize one more time. So we'll, yeah. we'll give you till the end of the show. Keep dropping your, favor, or your first album into the comments. We want to participate. So we have the Guitar Pick Old Number 7 t-shirt. 
We also have our basically modeled exactly after Frank Sinatra's personal flask. <laughs> this is going to... E.T. personally will send this to you. Look at that. That's a yes. great prize. Now, what you know, one thing that you're not advertising, these are the two key items we're shouting out. There will be other things in that box. So um, there'll be some fun other surprises, some other cool swag in there. That's very kind of you, and it's uh, it's very kind of you to join me every week. E.T., do we, uh, we've got Hayes lined up, so we're going to uh, keep a close eye on those comments, E.T. I'm going to need your uh, expert advice on who the best first album uh, dropping in the comments was. Uh, until next week, sir, cheers, man. Great drink choice. Cheers. I'm, I'm excited yeah, great to talk to, to Hayes. Great to see you. E.T. Right. E. Tukowski, he's the U.S. ambassador for Jack Daniels. Right now joined by our close, dear, personal friend, Hayes Carl. What's up, Hayes? How are you, man? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I just settled in. I have a, uh, a cool cocktail. I'm ready to hear some tunes. People have been uh, complaining that they've been having a look at my face since this started, so I know people are excited to talk to you. I, I do want to chat just a bit before we jump sure. into some songs, man. Are you down in Texas right now? Where are you at? I'm in Tennessee. I moved up Tennessee. here uh, yeah, about a year ago and uh, uh, went from Austin to, to New York for a minute and now Nashville, Tennessee. What's the, what are you seeing in 2020, obviously uh, the last few months um, uh, removed from uh, the differences in a scene that's now at a point where it's just super storied in Austin, you spend some time in New York, and then now Nashville, obviously it has a bunch of history, but in the last, what, 20 years, Nashville has, I mean, I think exploded is even a soft way to put what's happened with Nashville. Like, where are you at on, uh, I guess, the, the different scenes in those cities that you've lived in? Well, uh, I think Austin and Nashville are really similar. I was having this conversation with my Uber driver today. Um, <laughs> I rode an Uber for the first time in four months. I, I was, had to dust off the app. Well, I was going to say, did the app <laughs> ask you how you've been? Like, it missed you? Like, it, Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. We missed your money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Austin was, they're very similar in that they're, they're both, uh, uh, you know, the heart of the city is music, both college towns, although Texas, University of Texas is a much bigger school than Vanderbilt. Um, but great restaurant scene, just a really great artist scene. Um, and same sort of deal in that the East side, uh, was, uh, sort of taken over by the, the artists and folks. It was more affordable and, and, and then it exploded and pushed everybody out and, so a very similar trajectory there for, for the two places. Um, but at the heart of it, it's, it's about the music um, I mean, for me. And I think for most people that, that come, even if they're not in the music business, uh, uh, it's, it's the pulse of those two cities. Um, there's other things going on clearly, but um, uh, I, I don't know. I would put them one and two uh, for the best there's live music cities in the, in the world. There's, there's companies that make big-time money off of proving what the arts do for a, uh, a metro area, too. So you're, you're right on, uh, on par with that. Like, that does make a real difference in actual uh, cities and the growth of the areas and if people can come in and, and take advantage of those things. I'm curious, too, Nashville specifically, is that a place where you would recommend a new artist go? Like, do you need to be a certain point in your career before you head to Nashville at this, in 2020? That's a good question. I, uh, I think it just depends on the artist. I mean, for myself, I, I remember I moved to Austin in 2000 and was thinking, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd, I'd never lived places with live music or with musicians, really. I, I grew up in a suburb north of Houston. Um, and then I went to college in a dry County, uh, in the middle of Arkansas. Where was that? Uh, uh, in Conway, Arkansas at Hendricks college. <laughs> I, 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 I dated someone that was banished to Conway, Arkansas for their job. And it's, that's really funny that you brought that up. Cause I just, oh, yeah. I felt, I felt for her. She did. She went from a, a big city to there, but so that's where you went to college. I went to college there and I knew I wanted to be a singer songwriter, but uh, you know, we'd just play in our living rooms and it was hard to get discovered in your, your living room in Conway, Arkansas. And so, um, uh, when I got out of school, I moved down to this little beach town, uh, Crystal Beach, Texas, uh, just uh, across the bay from Galveston Island. And that's where I started working in these bars and stuff, um, just doing cover songs. And and it was great for me. It was like I was the only guy who could play guitar and sing at the same time. So, like, I, I had a monopoly on all the 
on all the uh, gigs. Um, <laughs> That's a great place to but, be. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, but at a certain point, I was, I wanted more. I wanted to be around musicians. I wanted to be around songwriters. I wanted to be around people who, you know, uh, part of the life was was the creative part, but part of it was I wanted to live the life. I wanted to to be on the road. I wanted to to be around the energy of people creating and and doing. And there wasn't a whole lot of that in the beach towns I was living in. Uh, so I moved to Austin and uh, slept on my buddy's couch for a while and just had a terrible time of it. Um, I, I, I was selling vacuum cleaners door to door and, and waiting tables at Red Lobster and and, and uh, didn't have a place to, you know, like I said, I was on my buddy's couch. And and uh, uh, I, I felt like it was a mistake um, going there it wasn't a mistake but i it, it was too big for me i wasn't ready um and then i so i went back to the beach ended up developing more of a career in, in sort of lower key places and then came back to austin and it was great it was a great place for me um but then having said that i i've, I've got friends who came to austin with nothing going on and they immediately were like fish to water you know, found the gigs, found the bars, hang out. You know, I was just at the like club with my high school buddies, you know, just <laughs> like an idiot and I couldn't get anything going on. Right. So I think it just depends on your personality and, and where you're at and you know, how hungry you are. Um, I mean, I was hungry, but I just didn't know where to go. Um, I didn't know that you go to this bar and this is where the actual songwriters are hanging out. And so, uh, having said that, I think Nashville is even better than Austin in a way for a young musician, singer, songwriter, because uh, it's easier to know where to go. It's, it's an even bigger part of the culture um, and, and, and the business uh, of it. And you have all these creative communities um, that you can track down. There's the open mic nights everywhere and there's the, the labels and the publishing houses and all the things. So um, I think it's a, it would be a, an amazing place for a young singer, songwriter to start out. Is there a point where Nashville's too big? It's too, where there's too much going on, where it loses its allure. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the the size of the city. I don't think that's an issue. It's it's when the people moving in decide that other things are more important than the music or the venues or the iconic places um, or the uh, traditional events um, and the lifestyle. When that starts to change, then it becomes too big. But you can have a ton of people, and and that still be the heartbeat of it. And then it's no, it's not too big. I mean, uh, uh, I feel like in Austin, there's been a little bit of that where people will move to the music part of town, and they'll build condos, and then they complain about the noise and get the clubs <laughs> shut that's down. My, that's my. That's my. That happens all the time. That's my negative favorite. Like, what do you? What were you? What did you expect to happen? Like, where were we going yeah. with this? Yeah, it's baffling. You move there. The reason it's cool is because you have these clubs and these bars there, and then you move in and start complaining. Um, so that can happen. But like in Austin, I just feel like a lot of the people that come in, they they come for the music and and appreciate it and adapt pretty quickly to say, okay, this is really important and this is a lifestyle. And and uh, and now you've just got more people that can come out to your shows. This is what I've noticed. It's it's like that's nice crowd. <laughs> Full rooms and opportunity are a big thing, and especially kind of where at in your your career, you are road worn, you are respected, you you do have some things where people that maybe aren't even they haven't known you that long, but they're like, oh, okay, that sounds familiar, or at least you're relatable to that. So I'm excited for you, and if you all want to support Hayes, we are gonna we're gonna get a T-shirt to somebody. So. Drop us your favorite Hayes Carl song in the comments, and we'll buy you guys a T-shirt. We'll pick one. We've also got a Jack Daniels giveaway to do. Just drop us the first album you purchased. Hayes, what was the first album that was yours? That was your first album, not not a not a siblings, not dad, mom. What was the what was your first album? Do you remember? And I need you to be real honest. Please be honest. If it was Tiffany, I'll, we can talk about it. I'll be honest. Uh, um, okay, but I do I do need to qualify this. The first record I had was Kenny Rogers' Greatest Hits. And that okay. was really important to me, but it was, and I'm no shame in that. It was really influential on me and, and great songs, but I didn't buy it. I was eight years old and my parents had it laying around and I got it. Um, but I, I lived with that record. Um, <clears throat> the first record uh, I got on my own was through the, the, the Columbia 
Yeah. You know, for the penny, you get eight <laughs> records or whatever. So, and I did that when I was pretty young too, because it was a penny. I, my budget, it fit my budget. I didn't worry about the part where they charged you afterwards. <laughs> but then they call your parents and they're like, we need to speak to, uh, to this. And they're like, uh, he's, at, he's in fourth grade. He's in elementary school racket. right now. Yeah. But it seemed amazing at the time. I mean, I just fill this out and all these tapes will show up. And sure enough, that's exactly how it worked. Um, so that I remember um, uh, I had the Stand By Me soundtrack. I had nice. uh, a Chuck Berry greatest hits tape. I had a Monkees tape. I was really in Monkees. So it was all that era, kind of like 50s, 60s um, Do you stuff. take the selfie with the Chuck Berry statue when you come here to St. Louis? Do you ever make it over that way? I don't know if you ever played over that in the in the loop. Oh, yeah, it was a Blue, Blueberry Hill. or uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the... that's probably where you played. Yeah, or the yeah that was his or... club, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he was definitely part of that, so. There's a great story. I'll finish. I'll finish your question, answering your question. But uh, Todd Snyder uh, was playing at Blueberry Hill once, and he's a huge Chuck Berry fan. And uh, he's in the dressing room, and Chuck Berry comes in, and he comes straight up to Todd, and he says, "Are you Todd Snyder?" And Todd's like, "Yes." And I'm like, oh my God, my hero <laughs> knows who I am, and he comes up, and he he knows me. He's talking to me, and Todd says, "Yes." And he goes, "You're in my parking spot." <laughs> Because he had gotten to the club, and like, there's a car in his in Chuck Berry's, you know, lifetime parking spot. He asked who it is, and he's like, "Well, Todd Snyder." So that's how he knew his name. So he comes in. And, anyway, if um, not, that should have been a gag that the staff should have played every single time. That's a know, great story. You just gotta get Chuck in on it. Uh, the first things I bought, though, I remember I saved up and bought a stereo, and I bought uh, several CDs. The two that I remember were the Black Crows, uh, the first Black Crows record and a Yo! MTV Raps collection. So there you go, I, I'll, I'll put that out there. I like um, that. I think that's, that, that is good enough that it's cred-worthy, but it's not ridiculous. It's not, it wasn't like, uh, I only had the replacements and that's all I was into. Like this was, <laughs> this was, this, no, that, was a, that was a great answer, man. So and if you all wanna, again, participate in this, drop your first album that you got in the comments, we'll pick a winner for uh, our Jack Daniels giveaway. And drop us your favorite Hayes Carl song in the comments. We'll uh, be sure to hook you up with a Hayes Carl t-shirt from the merch store. Hayes, you're crushing it on, uh, is it t every Tuesday night? You've got so many yeah. people tuning in, man. That has to feel so great. It does. I mean, more than anything, just to, it's, it's sort of been my lifeline during this time, um, you know, to be stuck at the house. I've been touring for 20 years. And so to not be on the road, uh, it's strange. It's nice, but it's strange. Um, but to be able to log on every night or every Tuesday, play this show and know there's people out there watching it. Um, and, you know, if you read the comments and just see how much they appreciate it and, and to uh, the feel, it's my favorite night of the week. Um, I've never had so much fun playing music uh, or at least not in a long time. And uh, so it's, it's, it's one of the cool things that's come out of this uh, for me is, is just getting to do that and 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 really kind of turn it into a, a thing for myself, which I, I think I'll carry on even when things go back to where we can go out on the road. It's something I'd like to keep doing. It's just been really special for me. I think you should, and I think we'll see a lot of that as people are aware that uh, world-class entertainment's a click away at times. So it's great to see people like you doing that. I've talked a lot. I bet there's a lot of people in the comments that are here to see you play some tunes. So Hayes is going to play four songs for us. Take some time, check out all Hayes' social media, give him a follow, check out all the merch stores. This guy is busting his hump, and he's out there uh, performing for you, and we'll hear four or so songs tonight. Hayes, what's our first song we're going to hear, man? I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to do one that I wrote with one of my heroes, a uh, uh, wonderful songwriter and human being named Ray Wiley Hubbard. And, uh, uh, yeah, this is this is one we wrote many years ago, and I just re-recorded, and... Uh, uh, as a duet with him, so I'm gonna, it's fresh on my mind. It's called Drunken Poets Dream. Thanks, Hayes. All right, let me tuck this away there. Likes to lie naked in the gears to pump. 
she crosses the bridge and sets it on fire. And it lands like a bird on a telephone wire. Wine bottles scattered like last night's clothes. Cigarettes, papers, and time and go. She laughs one more minute about the shape I'm in. She says, you be the sinner, honey, I be the sin. I'm going to holler, I'm going to scream. I'm going to give me some mystery. She brings me roses and a place to meet A drunken poet's dream. Well, I believe my harp has got a busted ring. Yeah, my lips are chapped and I bite to bleed. She tastes like pills and cheap cologne. And tells me I don't ever have to drink alone. Yeah, there's some money on the table and a pistol on the floor. A few paperback books of Louis Lamar. She says, honey, don't you worry about judgment. Cause dying to get to heaven, it's ain't always. I'm gonna holler, I'm gonna scream, I'm gonna give me some mystery. She brings some roses and a place to leave. A drunken poet's dream. And all my life I laid around while the colors all turned blue. Yeah, I closed my eyes and I finally found it brought me back to you, blue. I got a woman, she's wild and wrong. Yeah, she likes to lie naked and begins to fall. She crosses the bridge and sets it on fire. And it lands like a bird on a telephone wire. I'm gonna holler, I'm gonna scream, I'm gonna give me some mystery. She brings the roses and a place to lay. A drunken poet's dream. I was gonna fill in, but I felt like I wouldn't do uh, the song much justice. Hayes, wonderful start to uh, to the four song set. Thank you so much. It, and I'm such a weirdo. Immediately, I think like this is obviously like a seminal thing that's happened in your life. You get to to make this song with a hero, a guy who's a legend in the we'll Americana game or, or country or whatever we want to say. Uh, have you had the opposite happen, where the don't meet your heroes is enforced? Have you had that happen? Have you met someone that you idolized that you weren't so pumped to be around? Uh, you don't have to drop yeah. names. You should, and I will yeah. clip it off and tweet it out. But <laughs> I'll tell you one. And this doesn't matter because I'll never see him again. And it wasn't that bad of an experience at all. But it's sure. just funny. I was in. Um, uh, I was in England. I was in London, and I was playing the Jules Holland show which was this is this huge music television show and Big they bring time. on like four four or five guests a night and like the week before it'd been Metallica and Paul McCartney and and I, I can't remember but it's like that level and the and and the um the night that I was on um was uh who am I trying to think of uh there was Jeff Beck um, Katy Perry, uh, uh, and then, um, from Pink Floyd, not Roger Waters. Um, uh, I'm blanking out. I'm going to have to look it up here. Uh, <laughs> we, this so is a very good story where I have to look up the guy. Um, uh, well, anyway, the, host, one of the, the host is blanking too. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Are you talking about David Gilmore? Yes, thank you. Producer David. Matt saves the day. Thank you, Matt. Well done. Boy, I mean, y'all knew the Canadian. <laughs> Life is a highway. You can't get David Gilmore. Yeah, what's um, going on, man? We, we're blowing it. <laughs> um, and uh, so I'm standing. I, I, I'm, uh, uh, I'm trying to find the bathroom, and I just walk. I'm just walking around. I don't know what's going on. And, and, and uh, I start going there, and, and this guy goes, uh, 
don't cut in the queue, mate. <laughs> and, and I don't even know what that means. Right. And then I look up and it's David Gilmore and I've cut and he's in line for the bathroom and I've, I've cut in front of him. And, uh, that was the extent of it. That's the whole That's story. pretty but, good. Uh, That's pretty um, good. Yeah. I've, I've met a couple, but you know, most of the people, I mean, I've been really fortunate to meet a lot of my heroes, John Prine and Levon Helm and, um, uh, Robert Plant and like there's a lot of folks, uh, and they've been amazing. It's blown me away. Like, you know, how cool most of them are. And uh, you know. that's reassuring. And it, and it makes you, that's a, a very positive reinforcement, but then it also, uh, it helps you weed out the fakes too, right? The people that have that weird attitude that are nowhere near your, uh, your hero's level. And it's like, oh, you're not going to make it. You can't, you don't get to treat people uh, negative. So I'm glad that you've had that experience. That's a, that's a very positive thing to hear. And shout out to your, your management team that got you booked with Katy Perry <laughs> and well, everybody. No, I mean, that's a big lineup, man. Funny story about her. And this was years ago. And, and just the, the, uh, uh, Jules just liked one of the songs I did. And, uh, but afterwards I'm talking to Katie and this is, she only had one song. She had, uh, whatever I kissed that the first girl. Thing. Yes. I mean, and, <laughs> one of those, who knows? Uh, right. Yeah, I think that <laughs> that was a test to see if you would agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, you failed. Sorry. <laughs> Um, but you know, we had no idea she was going to be a mega star. It was just, she had this one hit. And, um, so, I, and I knew she was from Texas. So I went over and I was just talking to her, um, I, which, you know, I'd be way nervous probably to do that now as an old man, but, uh, uh, this is a long time ago. And, and, uh, so I'm talking to her and she's obviously distracted and not into it. She's like looking over my shoulder and then she goes, is that Jeff Beck? And then just walks off like mid sentence. I'm, I'm talking to her. I'm like, so yeah, I'm from Texas. She's like, is that Jeff Beck? And just like, out of it yeah gone i had a comic that i thought we were kind of buddies do that uh i i so i host a show we have a lot of comedians on and uh i was even part of the same network and we're at the all things comedy festival in phoenix i feel like i'm like part of the team and this like mid-level headliner guy he was like kind of knew me chatted for two seconds and just goes uh-huh and walked <laughs> veered away i was like dang man <laughs> That is, that's a quick way to remember, like, all right, stay, uh, stay down. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll tell one last one like that, but uh, there's an iconic dance hall in Texas called Green Hall. Of course. Uh, it's about a 700 seat, just, there's no windows, just screens and, and, and some ceiling fans, and it's just this great iconic dance hall. And uh, I was doing two shows there, I'd sold out both shows, and which is a huge deal for me, and uh, there's no green room though, ironically, a green hall. And so I'm sitting out in the parking lot in my car waiting to go in and the place is packed. And there's like a cop when I get there, it's going to lead me in. It's very big time, which was way more than I was used to. And as I'm walking up to the, the venue, just feeling really full of myself, there's a couple who's really excited. They see me and they get really excited and they're like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And they've got their camera out or their phone or whatever. And they're like, would you? And I'm, I'm walking quick and feeling really important. I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> I stop. Yeah. And, and they're thinking I'm going to get a selfie and they hand me their camera. And, uh, and then it hit me. They wanted, they had no idea who I am. They just needed somebody to take a picture of them in front of green hall. And, uh, they didn't know I was walking into my sold out show. And so anyway, I went from like here to, to, you know, here really quickly. And that, so that's a, that's a good reminder. You know, those are the those are the best reminders and it's uh and even today with short attention spans and i'm sure you're huge on TikTok. wait <laughs> i'm sure I, it's it's so funny to me how quickly you see it on twitter the most where people will be like who's uh nelly like it'll be like what what did you say like it, it's crazy how quick that happens but i think we all I need that Lewis reference there that right a... yeah you gotta work it in man <laughs> <laughs> Um, again, if you're tuned in, this is Drinks with the Band. We do this each and every week. We're so pleased to have Hayes Carl on this week. Next week, we'll have our friend Womack from Future Birds on. We've got a great lineup through September. Rocking and rolling. Thanks to our friends at Jack Daniels, Cranesburg Arts Foundation, and uh, all of our wonderful supporters. Uh, Hayes, um, I love talking to you, but we got to hear another song, man. What's the next yeah. one? Uh, I'll, do, uh, I'll do one off a, a record from a while back. This one's uh, about a town in southeast Texas called Beaumont. Beautiful. Uh, Let's hear it. Inspired by it. It's called Beaumont. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry. I saw you leaning on a memory with your back turned to the crowd in that little bar on Murphy where they play guitar too loud. There were people drinking whiskey and there were hearts about to leave. It was cold as hell for Houston. It was almost New Year's Eve. All the way from Beaumont with a white rose in my hand. I cannot wait forever, babe. I hope you'll understand. All the night was feeling lucky, and so I asked you to dance. And the way you looked up at me made me think I had a chance. But when I put my arms around you, I knew you weren't giving in. And I hope it will be different if I pass this way again. All the way from Beaumont with a white rose in my hand. I cannot wait forever, babe. I hope you'll understand. get here with a guitar in a case and I'd have stopped in Pasadena if I'd have known about this place but you looked like forever where the water meets the shore I've been thinking about you baby I can't do that anymore I saw you leaning on a memory with your back turned to the crowd and that little bar on Murphy where they play guitar too loud. There were people drinking whiskey and there were hearts about to leave. It was cold as hell for Houston. It was almost New Year's Eve. All the way from Beaumont with a white rose in my hand. I could not wait forever, babe. I hope you understand. Yeah, all the way from Beaumont with a white rose in my hand. I cannot wait forever, babe. I hope you'll understand. Again, sweating. Just enjoying myself so much. That was great. Oh, cheers to you. cheers to you, Hayes. That's a such a great song. People are letting us know in the comments, so you got to uh, you got to appreciate that. I I'm I'm thinking of this too. I just wanted to give a quick shout out, just because of everything that's been going on. Our friend John Henry, uh, he's a musician here in St. Louis, Missouri. Also books a great venue off Broadway was going to bring you up to St. Louis for Open Highway Music Festival. I'm sure something will get uh, redone on that. I did see that they announced that wasn't happening, or for now, it, everything's so yep. up in the air. But uh, I did just want to say, great job. Uh, throughout the years, you've played off-Broadway, right? I played there a bunch of times. I played the pageant once years ago. I had a really great, one of the most fun, fun nights of my life, actually, after the show. There's a bowling alley right right there in there. Is that still yeah. there? Yeah, pinup or yeah. is it is it pinnable? I believe so. Yeah, yeah pinnable. Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the loop in St. Louis, and it's a it's a cool area for sure. You got after it. Who who were you on the bill with at the pageant? The old ninety sevens. I was on tour with them. Two thousand twelve, maybe thirteen. Uh, seven. Two thousand seven. Okay, seven, yeah. I've seen them seven a few times. Like yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, there's some other rooms I played. I used to play, uh, was it, Blueberry Hill or uh, um, the, the Duck Room. Um, and uh, yeah, St. Louis has been good to me. And uh, But I, I love Off-Broadway. Um, and we've been there probably a half dozen times. And, and uh, it's, it's a fun spot. It, it certainly is, man. I've seen some of my favorite shows there as well. I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, you know the band Lucero, I'm sure. They, uh, oh, yeah. They'll do those. Or the college with Ben. Uh, he went to Hendrix. He did. The Arkansas yeah. could like every decent person from Arkansas was like, oh yeah, we we skateboarded together. Yeah, we were friends. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we didn't really know each other oddly because it's such a small school and we both played music. But uh, he was two years ahead of me, and um, 
we didn't know each other, but uh, we've got some some connections. And I did a show with him once <clears throat> in Lubbock, uh, a Valentine's Day show, and there was a fist fight in the first song. It was epic. <laughs> and afterwards, I took a, I took a photo <laughs> of the dance floor. Or of the, it wasn't a dance floor. It was just you know the venue afterwards, and it was the it was a mountain of cans and bottles. I'd never seen anything like it. I um, I'm the glad first to hear on Valentine's Day. Bam! Just <laughs> guy gets laid out front row. It's like all right, it's on. Okay, this is it's that kind of night, huh? I'm yeah. glad to hear that that's not like that's how their shows look in St. Louis too. So good on Lucero and good on you for putting on yeah, a Valentine's show. I think they're pretty consistent with that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm you know I have a fair amount of that, um, but I think they're several levels above me. Well, I uh, think like, you do a good job with it. I'm I'm. <laughs> I also think it's funny too that the two of you went to college together, and then how in the world is, it, his brother might go down as the greatest American director? Of, like that guy, his brother, Ben's brother. I'm trying to think. Jeff Nichols. Mike? Jeff, Jeff Nichols. He, I mean, he made the movie Mud. McConaughey was in that. Uh, Loving. Uh, take shelter. Uh, that guy. Or the kid's an alien, or has the special superpowers. The kid. Yeah, yeah, My man. My son auditioned for that movie. Is um, that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, in Austin, they have a third brother who's an attorney who was in my intramural basketball. Not intramural. It was just a rec basketball league that I was in, um, with Bruce Robeson, who's another songwriter who's like six <laughs> five, and uh, and then I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the third brother of the, the third Nichols brother, and he's an attorney in Austin. And uh, well, uh, so. I need to get a. I need to get whatever's going on with their family. They're doing it right, so <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of them. Um, I'm I'm curious too. Does having a rowdy uh, crowd ever backfire, or does it get old? Like, <laughs> do you ever yes. just do yes. you ever hold up the hand and go, <laughs> "It is my first song. Can we please not do a shot together?" Does that happen? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what it, I, I guess I sing about drinking a lot. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I like to cut loose and I used to drink a lot. I mean, I still drink some, but I used to drink a lot. Um, and, you know, it just kind of would, would set a mood. I think the energy that I brought musically and with the band and, and, and I was, you know, just pounding shots on stage and people would hand stuff up and so it, it creates a certain environment, um, which I enjoyed for a while. Um, but it became limiting and that's when it was a problem was, okay, this is fun. I can do this. I can get all these people going, but now I want to play a song that means something to me over here. I want to, I want to strip it down. I want to be able to talk. That's a big part of my show is just kind of telling stories and communicating with people. And then it's a problem when there's people who won't allow that. And that pisses me off and is not part of the sort of experience that I it's not what I want the experience to be. I want to be able to connect with people by doing more than just getting hammered. And uh, uh, so um, uh, I, I, I've tried different ways to tone that down and, and to have a balance. You know, I want people to have a good time. I mean, I go to shows and want to have a good time. And so there's nights where you just want to tear it up. Um, but I, I've tried to cultivate things where throughout my career where I can do both. Where I can go out solo with a guitar and and do that. Or I can get my band together and we can raise hell and... and uh, um, but you know, ideally, do a mix of both, and because uh, I like the full range, I, I like funny songs, I like sad songs, I like tearing it up, you know, with a rock song and, and playing a ballad, and and uh, that that's what's fun for me is getting to do all that stuff. So um, when people won't allow me to do what I want to do, then it's then it's an issue. It is too, and to kind of throw that wrench in the creative process is a weird thing. But I think people tuning in tonight, to drinks with the band, and hearing that from you that's how much work goes into a creative performance. There's a spectrum to it. There's thought process that goes into it. And then not only is it your job, it's something that's probably the, it's the most important thing in your life to you. It's huge. So that's, uh, I appreciate yeah, you sharing and, that, man. And you know, this is, I mean, you, you said you do comedy and, and the, the, uh, you know, there's a, there's a connection with an audience I mean, my favorite feeling in the world is when I feel that connection, when I know that I'm locked in with them and they're locked in with me. And during those times, sometimes it just takes one person that can ruin it. It's not, you know, if it's a crowd of rowdy people, that's fine. But it's when I've got like 99 people who are there with me and I've got one guy who's louder than I am. Then it's a problem because it's, he's ruined it for everybody and he ruins it for me because I can't, I, it breaks that spell. 
Right. And uh, so that's that's the thing. It's you know, I'm, we can get the band together and get loud, but if it's if it's a certain type of room, a certain type of thing, it's like just be respectful of the experience everybody's having. You know, and don't make it about you as an audience member. That's that's all I ask. Is that I so love- much? It's, you know what? It's not. And people need to listen to that. And you know what? We're responsibly uh, having cocktails tonight. So cheers to you, Hayes. And cheers to everybody in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> we got two songs left. What are you blessing us with, man? What's the third? Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to do uh, one off my last record. It's one I wrote for my wife. Um, she's from South Alabama. And uh, she's got a language all of her own. And um, uh I have a hard time keeping up sometimes. So I, uh, this is about that. It's called Nanya. I'm going to take my headphones off and play it. So, Thanks, man. Carl Nunya, wonderful song. That's, I, whenever uh, whenever a singer songwriter dedicates a song to a, a loved one, like there has to be that minute of like, hope this doesn't suck. Like, <laughs> so, for you to for you to write a song that uh, that great for your significant other, man. Cheers to that. What a great song. We do we do have a surprise for you. Uh, producer Matt has uh, unearthed uh, footage of Hayes uh, at the pageant. Back in the day, right here in St. Louis, look oh, at that. Wow. God, that reminds me. That's beautiful. That reminds me. Uh, the review the next day said our band looked like the Allman Brothers or Leonard Skinner or something like that, and uh, we were we were definitely letting our hair go. 
That's great. I'm rocking some quarantine hair myself. I just noticed today I had a, a short sleeve collared shirt on and my mullet keeps, uh, I, I said I was going to hurt my neck uh, from pushing my head forward because my mullet keeps grabbing the back of my collared shirt. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm trying I, to catch you. I think that uh, uh, people who cut hair are essential workers. I, I didn't at first, but like three months <laughs> in, I was like, these people are essential. This is Especially pretty. when you're Especially when you can be seen publicly, like, uh, like, <laughs> right. like I almost, I almost stopped doing the show. I was like, I can, this is getting really bad. You get a ton of people tuning in on your Tuesday show, but I think it'd be double if you had a nice, uh, nice cropped up do, man. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> well, I, I mean, this is a cut. I, what are you saying? I got this cut oh, last month. Oh, it's great, dude. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, no, my tips, my tips were way better when, uh, uh, when the hair was long. People were like, he's, he's really struggling over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's doing a number on Hayes. Uh, Hayes, you've been so gracious with your time tonight. And uh, again, people, go to the Facebook page, support Hayes whenever live shows start back up. We are going to give away a, uh, a T-shirt from the merch store. So let us know your favorite Hayes Carl song. We'll pick a random winner. And then uh, for the Jack Daniels giveaway, let us know your first album you got. Just comment. And if you haven't hit share yet, go ahead. we got one more song from Hayes Carl to close it out. We'll chat right after this, man. Take it away, buddy. All right. Thanks, man. I'm going to do a song here that uh, uh, I wrote a while back, but uh, it feels it feels relevant uh, for the time we're living in. It's called Times Like These. Carl, close it out on drinks with the band. What a tune. 
Way to go, man. What a great time hanging out with you. I, uh, I can't say enough nice things, and I, I'd be uh, a jerk to not shout out our friend Katie Tupin for recommending you and uh, sending you our way. So shout out to Katie. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. I and, just met her recently. She's great. She is. She's great. She's a, a talented musician herself. But, man, Hayes, what an appearance tonight, man. And I'm excited to... Uh, Excited to get somebody uh, something from your merch store. Guys, there's still some time. Uh, and then you can also win a Jack Daniels prize pack. I did want to share, what was your first album you got, Matt, the producer? What do we have? This is this should be good. I had uh, TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. Real quick, oh, you yeah. can't see Matt. Um, this it, it fits the Midwestern or, or Southern vibe. I go 6'3", 250 plus. Matt's 6'2", 250 plus. Yeah. TLC, first album. Yeah. How, that, you wouldn't expect that, that from... That Spin uh... Doctors. Okay, that's, yeah, that's oh, very timely. Nice. Uh, before you go, I did want to share. Uh, I was helping a friend uh, work a show at kind of a dodgy rock club here in St. Louis when I was like 20. Uh, and I'll throw him under the bus, I don't care. Dave Mustaine... Uh, smoked me with a and have you met Dave Mustaine's like a little guy Megadeth Dave Mustaine yeah. uh, I was standing there and it helped out with something he hit me with his two prong guitar because apparently I was too close standing by and I like looked down and I wasn't starstruck by the guy I'm like I don't give it like okay you were on Beavis and Butthead when I was a kid like cool uh, but <laughs> that was my I forgot about that and I was like you know what you shared I feel like I sh should share as well and uh, Dave Mustaine smoked me with a guitar when I was like 20. So that's something that somebody would appreciate. That could hurt. <laughs> it could, but, you know, um, it worked out. It gave me a, I, I feel like the pain for the story was worth it. It's a good trade-off. For sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hayes, real quick, I know, uh, again, touring's kind of weird right now. You do have the Tuesday night shows. How can people follow you? What do you want people to do to kind of stay in touch with you? Yeah, just the usual things. I've got the socials. I've got a show every Tuesday night called Alone Together Tuesdays, which my tour that I was on was called the Alone Together Tour uh, when this all went down. And so uh, I just carried it over. It felt more appropriate during a quarantine than, than even when it did when I was out on the road with it. So Alone Together Tuesdays with Hayes Carl. And, uh, yeah, we're on all the Twitch, Twitter, Facebook uh Farmers.com. I don't know. We're on all the spots that you Christian can Mingle. Watch He's huge there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, so that's it. And uh, just, just uh, you know, trying to get by, write some songs. I've got a record that'll come out uh, in September that I made here in my in my little space. I, I learned how to make a record during this time. And, that's super uh, so exciting. About that. yeah, yeah, there's going to be some weird stuff come out of this time, right? Artistically, right? Like because people have been forced to do this and. Even people like you with, you know, great studio albums, uh, you're essentially stuck in your home. So what are you going to do? You know, beavers build dams yeah. anywhere, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're a creator. So I'm excited okay. to hear that, man. Thanks, man. It's been fun to, like, learn some new skills and, and, uh, and just go in some different creative directions. So that's it. Just trying to get by, bring a little joy to the world, hopefully, and uh, stay sane. But, well, you uh, certainly did tonight, man. Cheers again to everybody for tuning in. Support Hayes. Follow him on Thanks, all everybody. social media. Cheers, everybody. We will pick the winners. The Hayes Carl giveaway, the Jack Daniels giveaway. We do this every week, 8 o'clock Central, right here at We Are Live Radio. Follow us on Facebook, Media Outlaws TV on the YouTube. Uh, Hayes, wonderful work. We're back next week with Womack from Future Birds. Be sure to tune in for that, guys. Take care. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks.